Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your leadership development podcast where they share unique insights with the purpose of helping leaders achieve their greatest potential. You can learn more by reading their books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose, or by participating in one of their workshops. All of this and more can be found on their website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. If you're looking for a supplementary educational topic to bring to your organization, think about Gapology. We can deliver in-person workshops, or for a more virtual option, we have our short but impactful video-based course on udemy.com that you can assign out to your team over a large geography. This is a great way to start to develop a common language for identifying and closing performance gaps in order to move your team to action. Check out our website, capology.org, for more information. And tonight's episode will be a very unique and potentially paradigm-shifting one where we'll be discussing aligning your strategy around the potential of 100% execution of your key performance indicators. So let's go ahead and get the show rolling with Mark Tinas. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, Brian. Great to hear from you. Yeah, you too. How are things? Oh, amazing. So Gapology is uh, sort of uh, circumferencing the world. <laughs> yep. I'm amazed. Yeah. No, I know. It's really uh, taking fire. We've got uh, a lot of interest in it recently, and uh, it's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very proud but humbled at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that we discovered something that we're sharing with the world that will have a big impact on productivity, you know, over time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I know tonight's topic um, really speaks to that. We're uh, we're discussing 100% execution, which in our book, we in our book, Capology, we wrote about 100% execution. And we haven't really explored that that much. I know you've got some really great thoughts on that for tonight. So what do you think? Well, so 100% execution is this lofty goal that sits out there that we'd all like to achieve. Uh, It's rare, but it it can be achieved. Gapology is the key. KPIs are really the key. So key performance indicators are not as common as you might think. Some organizations do not have them. Some organizations have dozens of them. The key to key performance indicators is that they be narrowed to three to five. You've got to narrow them to three to five. So leaders that are grasping right now for the 12, rank them. Determine what the three to five are. Measure them against their impact on uh, NOI, on profitability. What are the key three to five? You can't ask the team to focus on 12. What are the three to five? So rank them. And again, ranking them based on their profitability uh, is key. So Brian and I have already done this. we had an organization that we were working with that had 45. You heard me right, 45. <laughs> yeah. We, we narrowed crazy. it to five. We narrowed it to five. We focused on the five. We ranked everyone in the five. 
and business exploded beyond belief. Uh, we like three. Five is like our max. And um, that's the first cut. So I'm going to change topics here quickly. Anything else, Brian, on that piece? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it comes down to the the actual term KPI, key performance indicators. So, you know, companies have lots of metrics that they're going after. There's lots of different elements and different departments have different elements that all kind of roll up to some of those, uh, you know, key pieces of their business. Um, but when you talk about metrics and you compare that to key performance indicators, I think there's a a, a distinction that needs to be made there. You know, it can't be, a, you know, 24 or 45 key performance indicators. Um, there might be 45 metrics, you know, ways to measure your business. But defining those three to five key performance indicators is key. Yeah, I think the three to five that you mentioned there is is really important. So what Brian and I have found in working with um, dozens of organizations is that the, the leaders and the performers can only focus on three to five at a given time. Yep. A dozen doesn't work. 25 doesn't work. Three to five works. So narrow it down, rank them, determine their impact on the overall profitability of the organization, whatever your key metric is there, and narrow it down. I'm going to move on now. Brian, if it's okay to the big miss here, though. Yep, yep. So even if you have three to five, the big miss is that leadership does not define the behaviors that equal the three to five. So your top performers are already achieving these KPIs. They're there. You need to go figure out what the behaviors are that equal the metric, that equal the KPI. That's key. And that is missing in most organizations. It's not observed. It's not looked at. Leaders should come in with a legal pad and a pen and take notes. Because that group that's already achieving the KPI has the behaviors that need to be spread through the entire organization and it's not currently happening. So figure it out, change your behavior as a leader. When you're with someone achieving the KPI, take notes, take notes. You're not the leader, they are. They are. Their KPI is better than yours. So flip. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Wow. I like that. Yeah. In looking at your entire group, that small s- segment, you know, that top 10%, that's, you know, those people are, are outperforming you as, you know, a leader. That's interesting. So the other big miss is just simply defining the behaviors of that group that equal the KPI. So the answer is in front of you. You have a leader that 
has somehow ingrained the behaviors that you're looking for that equal the KPI. Figure it out, define it, document it, videotape it, whatever that looks like looks like in your environment. It's there. You're there. It's amazing. So celebrate that moment because now you move the entire organization to that number. Think about it. The other groups do not know that set of behaviors that equal that KPI. So we have done this over and over and over again. And within organizations, there are individuals that have figured it out. Go spend time with them. Listen, watch, observe, take notes, take video, whatever it is. Spread that behavior to the group and everyone can achieve the KPI. So there's an, or- an organization that Brian and I work with that was at, let's call it 85% was the initial KPI. We then found that, oh my God, within the group, there are those achieving 90. Wow, that's a lot bigger than 85. So behaviorally, we determined what 90 looked like. Once we determined what 90 looked like, we shared it everywhere, and folks were achieving 95. Oh, my God, what's 95 look like? We figured it out. We watched it, observed it, praised it, thanked them, and now we have individuals achieving 97. We were open to the fact that behaviorally, the group did not know in total what it looked like to go from 85 to 97. It would have never happened. Never happened. But by observing that behavior, it changed everything that we viewed. Uh, Mark, I, so I have a question just in looking at this as, as you're talking, I'm thinking, so so why do you think leaders don't do this, haven't done this, um, you know, haven't gone in and asked the questions and just kind of sat back as a learner versus a leader? Why do you think they do that? They think the number's good enough. They think 90 is good enough, mm. yet the outliers are already at 97. So leaders need to become learners. Write that down, Brian. Yeah. Yep. I got leaders. Leaders need to become learners because 85 became 90, became 95, became 97. Because the behaviors are different. So it's interesting. Leaders may want to always be leaders. Sometimes they need to simply be learners. They need to subordinate to the group that is achieving an expectation that we can only dream about and observe and observe and thank and praise and document because it's there. It is there. The team will figure it out. 
you all have organizations that work on hiring great people. They'll figure it out. Whatever your expectation is may not be big enough. I think leaders are scared to sometimes change the expectation because I think it's a reflection on them. It's not. Let's let's move it to the highest number possible. So it's it's a game changer. The other thing that's key is understand that every time you set an expectation, you need to understand the behaviors that equal that. If someone is blowing that expectation away, you need to understand the expectations that equal that other number because it's quite different. So lower the temperature, add humility, and let's figure out how to get to that number as a total group. It's there. Defining the behaviors. Yeah, we, we do miss that. You know, we'll we'll set accountability around a number or an outcome, you know, some sort of thing like that without defining what specific behaviors will produce that outcome. You know, Absolutely. We yeah, we don't Absolutely. test it. Yep, we don't test so that's it. We don't missed figure it in, out. That's missed in most organizations. So if you get nothing out of this uh, podcast at all, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Leaders fail to define the behaviors that equal the expectation they expect. Yep. And then when someone's blowing it away, they fail to define the behaviors that equal that other number. Right. It's there. Observe. Just tape your mouth shut. (laughs) Go visit with that group. (laughs) Just wave your arms (laughs) and watch. It's there. Mm -hmm. It is there. You know, something that just occurred to me, Mark, you know, we in it was the last podcast, I believe we were talking about teaching organizations and the the goal of a teaching organization it, as defined in our book is really to achieve wisdom. That's really the pinnacle of, of a teaching organization. And in being a student, being a learner and encouraging that, setting that as a culture um, you're really doing that. You're really creating wisdom and you're creating a teaching organization. Yeah. So the leader, that's a great point. The leader needs to be a learner and a teacher. Yep. Someone that learns, someone that's open to the fact that they don't have all the answers and then teach that to the group. So Gapology talks about the fact that you need to look at what's going on with the top performers and understand it so that you spread it to the group. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's often a humbling of the leader because they own the overall number. But if they simply go after the top performers, understand that metric that's being achieved, that KPI, then everything changes. Because they can share it with the underperformers, they can share it with the organization, and the entire organization moves forward. It's it's of great significance. Uh, so I got a big one here. Okay. So most leaders are not effective at ranking their team. They're scared, I think. So once you've defined those KPIs, rank the team in the KPIs. 
it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing. It shows where the behaviors are in place and where they are not. Often the bottom performers simply shared with the behaviors of the top become the top. It's, it's something that people can pick up the phone and call. They can talk to someone that's achieving something they're not achieving, and suddenly they get there. We see it over and over again. So when you rank your group, it creates an energy in the group that may not have been there prior. So don't be scared to rank them at all. Don't be scared. It is a positive thing. It, it, it will change the outcome of results. I've got one other item, Brian. I'll turn it to you before I go there. Yeah, on the ranking thing. So I think it just creates a positive momentum, right? So in an organization, in order to create action, we want to create a positive momentum. Establishing the KPIs using the techniques that you talked about and then ranking the performance then of those KPIs and ranking your team provides you with additional clues on what top performers do, which helps to reinforce the KPIs. So it's it's kind of like a, a cycle that actually starts to happen, starts to roll, and it creates momentum in the team. Yeah. So the KPI is driven by a set of behaviors. When someone is blowing away the KPI, mm-hmm. there is a set of behaviors that need to be shared with everyone. Figure it out. You've got to go see it. When you have an outlier, go see it. Understand it. When you have an outlier below it, go see it. Understand it. You can likely change it in a day. Just go go see it. That's your role. So the other the other piece here, is once you understand the behaviors that equal this exceptional KPI that maybe you hadn't thought was achievable, apply the habit ladder. Apply the habit ladder. So the habit ladder is something that was written about in Gapology, and it is simple, and you apply it to a behavior that you want replicated within the group. So once you know that behavior, and once you know that behavior equals this extreme KPI that you may have not thought was possible, you uh, apply the habit ladder. So the habit ladder is simply you have this um, communication around the behaviors that are equal to it. So you train the group in that. You then verify their understanding of that set of behaviors. And you may test them. You may, you know, ask them about it, et cetera. So you've, uh, you've now moved it forward a bit. You then ask for their commitment or their agreement to it. That's a big deal. And this is all detailed in Gapology. You then have them practice the behavior and give them feedback and practice and give them feedback and go on and go on as long as that needs to continue. And that creates habit. So once you know the habit, 
that equals the KPI that you're looking for, the habit ladder is incredibly valuable. It gets you there. Uh, sorry, Brian, for going on so long, but I know you're the the originator of the habit ladder. <laughs> tell us, tell us about it. Yeah, well, I think the habit. So, first of all, habit ladder can be applied proactively, certainly from uh, the training side of your organization. Once you understand what those KPIs are, you can develop a strong habit ladder to proactively set your team up for success. So, you develop your training around that. So. Um, establishing strong communications, um, strong validations to ensure that understanding, um, commitment happens there. Um, you know, the, the agreement thing is is really that key. So it, it's easy to communicate, but to make sure that people understand and actually agree to it, that's always a little trickier. And, and oftentimes we fly past those things um, and then just start to get into the practice piece. Um, but practice... Uh, the element there, we just never live in that space long enough to develop the habit that's going to drive that 100% execution on those key performance indicators. We just, we practice a few times and then let them go. And we just never validate that they're actually practicing and they're receiving the proper feedback uh, to develop those strong habits. But it can also be used in a in a, a reflective, analytical way as well. So you look back on the things that you're missing. And then really dissect that down and say, okay, so where did we miss along the habit ladder? Did we not spend enough time with the practice or did we not ensure and validate understanding and agreement, you know, that kind of thing. So you can use it on both ends and it's important to, to do so. Yeah. So the, the habit ladder is the key to moving your vision of the KPI from 90 maybe to 95. So what if you as a leader change your expectation from 90 to 95? That would mean that you've defined a set of behaviors that can get us to 95. Suddenly 90 is not good enough. So oftentimes, as we talk about in Gapology, you're the gap as a leader. You may not see this. You may not be looking for it. You may be satisfied with something that's not great. So take a look at yourself, look in the mirror, and understand that if there are outliers blowing away the KPI, that that set of behaviors is what you need to connect with so that you can spread it to the entire group. And that's how you achieve 100% execution of the critical KPIs. Thanks, Brian. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. This was good, Mark. Yeah, thanks, everybody. All right, we'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. All right, that'll do it from here. For more information on 100% execution, check out our book, Gapology. It's available on Amazon.com or head on over to our website, Gapology.org, for more information. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.